everyone it's your girl Teresa and welcome to the dear future hubby podcast I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it I've got to start off with reading a poem from my book of poetry entitled a strong-willed mind healing scars over time through my poetry The poem that I am going to read on tonight is called The Hem of His Garment. And it says, Let me see your power, Lord. Heal my inner soul. If I could touch your garment now, I know I'd be made whole. The days are short. The nights are long. My burdens heavy weigh. You are my strength. You're all I need to make it through each day. I know you see my hurting heart. I know you feel my pain. Please take away this misery so that your peace I'll gain. Please let me touch your garment, Lord. The hem is all I need. Please let me touch your garment, Lord. The hem is all I need. Heal me, cleanse me, and guide me, Lord. I humbly draw nigh to thee. And so if you are curious about how to access my book of poetry, you can go to IamTeresaReese.com and all of the information is provided there. So tonight I just wanted to just talk. Today has been a very, very, very busy day and I thank God for the loved ones that are in my life. My Aunt Tina blessed me with a full body massage as a belated birthday gift. And then my Uncle Will and my cousins band together and they gifted me with a lovely gift card with some moolah. You know, I think all of us like some money. (laughs) And as I was getting the full body massage, I know typically we're supposed to just relax and be quiet and not say anything and just let the person massage the toxins and, you know, just loosen you up a little bit, right? That's not what happened today. I was talking to the masseuse and asking so many questions and I learned that that's just who I am. Like, even when I'm supposed to, quote unquote, be quiet, (laughs) I've got so much to ask and so much that I want to know. So I learned about his family. I learned why he became a masseuse. I learned that he had been in his industry for 11 years and that the reason why he was in the industry is because he and his wife were both working very demanding jobs and they had agreed that they wanted a child. And so because she loved her profession, he was the one that made the sacrifice so that she could stay in her profession. And he went and looked to figure out what type of courses he could take that were affordable. And in a few months, because he found, he looked at all the different options there were, and then he found the option of becoming a masseuse. And he said that his wife used to always tell him that his massages, while they were dating, that his massages were always so great. So he decided to step out on faith and go ahead and pursue being a masseuse and they now have a nine and a half year old daughter and he loves what he does and so 
as I could have been just laying there getting my massage and letting a total stranger massage me. Um, that's not what I did. I literally just took a moment and just the whole time he was massaging me, I just asked multiple questions. Um, I asked him, you know, does it ever hurt them whenever they're massaging us? And he let me know that it depends. He was like, you know, it depends on if you're one of those people that try to work multiple hours and try to take all of the opportunities that open up and you might try to do like a 10 hour shift. He said, by the end of the day, you may be exhausted, but I enjoyed our conversation even while I was getting a full body massage. And all I could think about is that sometimes when we're in our profession, um, a lot of times people don't tend to, like, let's say for me, I'm in human resources. 90% of the time, no one is going to contact me and ask me, Teresa, so what do you do? What what brought you to human resources? <laughs> but what I've learned about me is that I do that. I will meet a stranger in a profession and I will be like, so what made you make this life choice? You know, and when I answer the phone sometimes, I do that. And so um, I never really realized it until today. Like, girl, you are always interviewing people. <laughs> I am just, I don't know, call it nosy, call it curious, whatever you want to call it. People truly interest me. Like, I love to, I love to people watch. I'm one of those people that before COVID-19 hit, I would go to a movie theater and I would just sit waiting for the movie to start but I would watch the couples I've always been a people watcher if I would go to a restaurant I would look to the left I would look to the right I would look at the you know just kind of guess what the conversations could be that are taking place in different on different tables and at different tables and I'm just like where did this come from where did I get this feeling of I just gotta know why is it that I just gotta know <laughs> so that's what I did today. I was supposed to be relaxing and I just had to know. I had to know what brought that person to his profession. I had to know who it was that was giving me a full body massage. And I feel like that's how you build relationships. You know, so we see and meet strangers all the time. But how you build a relationship is getting to know the backdrop of the person. Getting to know what brought you to this point. And so when I think about my journey and what I'm the journey that I'm currently on in my singleness, I've even asked myself the same thing. Teresa, what brought you to this point? What brought you to the point that you just decided, you know, I think it's time for me to jump. I think it's time for me to share. I think it's time for me to be my authentic self. And I know that I'm walking in that because earlier to, tonight, actually later on tonight, I had went by my parents. And so I typically try to visit my parents at least six times out of the week. I may take a break for one day, but my parents are older now. My dad is 70. My mom is 63. And so I understand that my role as a big sister and the oldest of my mother's children, I'm the youngest of my dad, my biological father's children, and I am the oldest of my mother's children. And so one of the responsibilities as the oldest is pretty much to make sure that your parents are good. 
And so um, that's what I do. That's what I do. And so um, I went to go check on them. And so typically when I walk inside of their home, my mom would make sure, go take your dad, you're here. You know, that's one of the first things she says. Sometimes I'm reluctant. Sometimes, you know, I oblige. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. And so this particular day, I was just like, I didn't even have to wait for her to say anything. Um, I literally just walked to the back. I, and I always, before I open that door, I'm like, knock, knock. Dad, are you decent? Because regardless of what I got going on, they are still a married couple. So as soon as he says yes, that he's decent, then I will open up the door and I will proceed to ask questions. So I checked on him, asked him how he was doing. He told me he was doing good. And really, that's all I need to hear. If I can look at your eyes and it looks like you're good and then I hear the words that you're good, then I'm good. So then I went back into the living room, had a little chat with my mom, and one of my dreams came true. So it's just amazing how you hear people talking about, you know, have faith, pray, manifest, all those things, especially 2021. This is the first month of the new year. And so you hear manifest, the word manifest being thrown all over the place. But I literally heard the very person that has inspired me to create this podcast, a young lady, and this was like old, this, I mean, not old, but it was, it was on um, January the 17th, but I just heard it today on January the 24th. And so um, a young lady actually had, you know, was talking to him. A lot of them were actually, but one of this particular ladies, one of the particular ladies, she said that, um, his podcast, Dear Future Wifey, Mr. Lateris R. Whitfield, that his podcast has inspired her. And then she went on to testify. And then toward the end of her statement, she said, now we need a Dear Future Hubby podcast. And he chuckled. And he said, huh. you know, there's a lady that inboxed me and told me that she was going to start a Dear Future Hubby podcast. And I said, go ahead then. Well, I'm going to take that as a blessing, y'all. I'm going to take that as his blessing on this podcast. But not only that, I am rejoicing because he acknowledged that he received my inbox. <laughs> so I'm super excited. I feel like God has come into agreement I feel like it has been confirmed and I feel like this is what I am supposed to be doing and it feels so good. So the irony of all of this is, is that I had tried to start a podcast a couple of years back and my, I call him my brother-in-law, but he is the uncle of my oldest daughter, Mr. Troy. And I had um, sent him just a clip. I sent him a clip of a podcast and he actually shared the podcast on his page Shout out to Troy Nalls. <laughs> and so um, when he shared it on his podcast, you know, he sent me the stuff to get ready for the podcast. And he was like, don't stop. Keep going. And it was something that was said to me by my oldest child that made me like deflate. I literally deflated. And that just goes to show that it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. 
that certain people, whether they say it intentionally or whether they do it intentionally, could truly impact how you view yourself. So where I was at one point super excited and elated and so happy, the minute that I heard, hmm, he probably didn't spend that much on that anyway. And the moment that I heard that, I just literally just deflated. It's like I was a big old balloon, all happy and excited. Like, oh, I've gotten like, you know, the blessing or the approval from my brother-in-law to go ahead because he's in the entertainment business. So I was like, oh my goodness, I got, you know, his approval. So I'm going to go forth. And then to hear the very person that I am trying to do these things for say something like that, it just crushed my spirit. And I was like, well, maybe it's not that important. Maybe I shouldn't proceed. Maybe I should just go ahead and put up the microphone. You know, she's got a point. I mean, if he's not making a major investment in me, it doesn't really mean a lot. But that was an investment. No one told him that he had to do it. He did it as a token of believing in the talent that I had. And I allowed another voice, a familiar voice, to deflate my dream. I'm so grateful that we get multiple chances. Because now I'm in a different headspace. I understand that everybody is not going to see what we see when it comes to our visions, our goals, our aspirations, our dreams. I get it now when I didn't truly process it then. And so I'm getting bolder and I'm trusting the process. So I said all that to say tonight when I went over to my parents' house and, and I got, you know, my dream came true. So, you know, I'm all excited. I shared with my dad and my dad just, he just smiled. You know, there was not like men are just a little bit different sometimes. So he didn't, you know, react like I probably thought he would or whatever. But it was one thing that blessed me. And he was at the refrigerator and I stood up and then he had overheard me talking. I was having another conversation with my mom because they had a, a bag of grapes and I was trying to get to the grapes. But when I got was when the bag didn't open like I wanted it to open when I wanted it to open, I literally ripped the bag. So when he walked in the kitchen, I was like, oh, dad is going to be so mad at me. And like I, I turned into that five year old child again. So all fearful and like, oh, my God, my dad is going to be mad at me. So he's like, what am I going to be mad at, Teresa? And I was like, well, that five year old girl shows up. I was like, well, I was trying to get some grapes and I ripped the bag. And he just, you know, he didn't even do anything. He just say anything. Um, and so then. I let it, you know, I just let it marinate for a moment because I'm expecting a reaction from my dad because I'm so used to that, right? I'm so used to being fussed at or whatever. So I was like, well, he hadn't fussed at me, fussed at me in a while, but that's because that five-year-old remembers all of that. The five-year-old showed up when I ripped the bag. So I was expecting to be like reprimanded for ripping the bag. So a couple of minutes passed by. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't do anything. And I'm in shock because I'm just like, what? 
dad didn't like he didn't fuss or nothing. What? Who is this person? How about who is this person? So as soon as it dawned on me, like he's standing up, and then I just looked at him and I was like, I need a hug. And he reached his arm out and he hugged me. And so those that know my story know that this is a humongous deal. So not only did one dream come true today, two dreams came true today. And so I'm like, God, I thank you. So the five-year-old in me needed to be reaffirmed that it was okay. It was okay that I made a mistake, that my dad was still going to love me. And when I said I needed a hug, it wasn't the 47-year-old grown woman saying that she needed a hug. It was the five-year-old child saying that she needed a hug because she had never received hugs from her dad whenever she would do something wrong. And because the adult Teresa is learning that there are sides of her that need to be mended and healed so that she can be the best version of herself in this now season, she boldly spoke what was needed so that she could replace the negative history and the negative record with a positive one. And then when I got home, my mom always sends us off with something, a care package, something. That's just what my mom does. So when I got home, I opened up and unloaded the care package. And when I unloaded the care package, there was the bag of grapes. <laughs> that was another act of love. So I'm grateful for the opportunity for my like to even be able to articulate to my dad that I needed a hug. And I'm grateful that he gave it to me without even hesitating. And then I'm grateful that the and I, I'm sure my mom was the one that gave me the grapes because that's just how they that's how they roll. And so I'm sure that my mom was the one that gave me the grapes, but it's still an act of love because she saw that whole dialogue unfold. And so for it's every time that God has the final say and every time that he gets the glory, it just makes my heart smile. So future hubby, I wanted to like just share that with you. I wanted you to know that it feels good to be loved by your parents. And I hope that if your parents are alive, and that if there's any small part of you, if the child in you feels as if there's parts that have never been mended, I hope and I pray that you take a moment to communicate to your parents how necessary a hug is needed, how necessary a I love you is needed, how necessary their acceptance and approval is needed. Because a part of us learning to heal and not take our past traumas into our future is making peace with our past. 
So this is going to conclude my podcast on tonight. But before I do that, I wanted to share my poem to my future hubby. And it's a poem. Yes, it's a poem. So I wrote it today, January the 24th of 2021. And it says, Dear future hubby, the anticipation is growing stronger with each passing day. My wildest imagination keeps on replaying. I imagine your smile and our very first kiss. Crazy how we haven't met yet and you I am already missing. I imagine our very first conversation. Will we both be extremely confident or will one of us be nervous? I imagine what it will be like on our very first date. Will it be over a cup of coffee or will I need to learn how to skate? Just a small confession. If I skate, I'll definitely fall. But I imagine that'll be okay with you, with our chemistry and all. I imagine holding your hand for the very first time, giggling like a teenager when you tell me your deepest thoughts. For the very first time, I imagine if you have children, if they will tell you she's the one or if they'll say nothing at all. I imagine how my children will feel about you if they will believe you are the real deal. I imagine they'll give us their blessing once they see what we have is real. I imagine God smiling and you nodding your head The moment we both prayed for has finally come to pass. I imagine saying our vows to one another as we both fight our tears. When our wedding day finally arrives and the anticipation is now our lifetime together. I love you. Love, Teresa. I hope y'all have a blessed and wonderful evening or morning, depending on when you hear this podcast. Please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Bye.